So at this point, Dr. Cracker would ask you to do. I'm going to ask you all to stand. Put your black towel and fist in the air. And if any of you want the lyrics to the song or want the song, if you have a CD back there that you want the song in particular, I will give it to you. Because as the brother said, this is something that we should have at our event. So open up the event. Black Power Black Back on it, 
feet on the ground once again. I want to say black power to all the guests out there listening also. For sure. Um, Brother Dondre, that's you out there? Black power family. Me, I am. All right. Making sure there's a family out there. Brother Dawa, is that you out there? Peace, family. It is me. It's me. It's me. Glad to be here, brother. Peace, peace. Glad to have you here, family. You know what I'm saying? It's been a, it's been a long time. A lot of things been going on Um, with inside every arena. You know, as usual, you know what I'm saying? We got national, international, and community things happening. You know, and um, like I said, we haven't had you on in a while. You got a, a very good perspective on a lot of things that have been going on, um, especially dealing with the assault, you know, that we're seeing. We're seeing the real um, – we're really getting to see the real, uh, uh, what the real plans was with the homosexual agenda. Because right. now we're getting to see the assault on the children right now is really, is really showing itself. You know what I mean? And plus you being a military-minded man, man, we just want you to have you in here. And, uh, you know, go ahead, let the people know who you are, drop some jewels, and, and we're going to flow how you want to. We got, we got some callers on the line who might want to get in to hop it up with you. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, you know, we're going to let it flow how you want it to go. All right. Yeah, well, uh, you want me to introduce myself now? How how you want to do it? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, I want to say praise that tone, glory to God, along with the spirit of the great Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad. First off, it is uh, an honor to be back again. It's the first radio show I've done in a while. I went on a, a little break there. I kind of I like to say that uh, I was looking from afar. I was still paying attention, but I was looking from afar. I kind of redirected myself and, you know, my energy on a few other things. Um. Like you said, a lot of things have been happening. Uh, you know, I wrote the book. I'm the author of the book, Definition of Broke Ass, the Homosexual, Lesbian, Transgender, and Bestiality Assault on the Black Race, which I plan on getting back um, getting back out next month. Uh, so I thank you for, again for allowing me the opportunity to be on the show to talk about uh, the book. Um, the reason why I wrote the book, uh, what inspired me to write it was homosexuality and how I seen uh, the government. Uh, when I got into the study of the book, I found out the government uh, had back in back in the 70s, 69, 71, between 69 and 72, governments that came together, one in Chicago, and decided that they, they, they were going to um, make it public what they wanted to do with children, boys. Uh, you have uh, NAMBLA, the North American Man Boy Love Association. I found that this organization existed when I started to do my research on homosexuality, and um, I was just mind blown by the officials and the people who are the higher ups or whatever who are supposed to be into uh, pedophilia and things of this nature. You mentioned the military. Yeah, I spent four years in the military, 
um, <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second because it connects with um, the topic tonight. But um, I have gotten a chance to to kind of take out everything that's going on right now in. And what from what I've seen right now, it's a whole, they just on a whole other level of, of revealing themselves, the Europeans, that is. And what I do, you know, not what I've been doing for a long time is, you know, I've been on TV since 1996. Most people don't know that, though. But uh, I had a small show um, in Indiana, Mishawaka, Indiana, where, you know, I, it was basically kind of Bible-based, but it was still hard in them honkies, you know. And eventually, they shut the show down. I, I, I took the show to Chicago and called it the Yaz Real Hour. That's what I titled it. And I brought on Dr. Umar and uh, I had Seti on the show. Uh, Brother Jay from S Clan, Sister Sailor from Atlanta, they was down. They did the show with me. I uh, did a show with uh, the brother that was the um, my uh, my publisher of my book at Frontline Books, Brother Sekou. We did a show. He's a professor as well. So he's a very knowledgeable brother. Brother did some, spent some time down in Europe at a record company in business down there. He's been doing, doing business in African artwork and, you know, uh, pushing Jamaican music and history of our people through books and, you know, brothers on point. So, you know, I had him on the show. I've had several other, you know, big names and people like, you know, that uh, on the show that were doing something positive for our people. And I've been doing that for a while. As a matter of fact, ABC News came down and uh, interviewed me uh, based on where I had a white nationalist on my show. So this just was for those who don't know me. A little bit of, just a little bit of history about myself. I'm not far from the Hawkins uh, at no point in time. Now, um, can I go into this military situation, brother, and tie this tie it into uh, this pedophile situation? Brother Dalbar, this is your show right now, man. Listen, man, we've been we've been wanting to hear your voice. You know what I'm saying? And I know you ain't been around for a little while, so I'm glad to have you back on. Like, so you can drive. We're gonna sit back. You know, we got a couple questions. Whenever you're ready to take some questions, go ahead. But man, go ahead, do your narrative. All right, brother. All right. I appreciate that. Um, I joined the military, first of all, with a lack of knowledge of myself and my enemy. But yet and still, it was something that I was supposed to do from the foundation of the world. I believe so. I believe that some of us come here with certain tasks and we, we travel certain paths because that's just what's been ordained before we were formed in these bodies. And I went to the military because in high school I hated and despised literature, and I thought that college was going to be more literature listening to Beowulf and taking the damn cliff notes and the thou and where I thought Romeo and all this fag talk, I just could not stand it. So I didn't, I definitely didn't want to go to no college and listen to none of that nonsense. But I decided if I was going to go to college, I would make it either. I would go to Grammar State University or Tuskegee. Those are my choices. But it didn't work out that way. I wanted to travel. I wanted to make money. And I wanted to learn some type of skill or trade. And I wanted all that at the same time. So the military would like the only option to give me all three of those simultaneously. 
show. I joined the military. My mother didn't want me to join, but I felt like it was my duty. I had to do so, so I did it. Now, I went on a particular trip to Panama. And in Panama, I saw racism in a different light. I was 19 years old. I had never witnessed racism from, uh, I'm looking at it from, I'm standing, I just kind of like, I guess you stand, you're on the outside looking in, or you're standing on the outside of this little box, and you're going to look at the box. I don't want to be in the box. I'm getting out the box looking in. From a distance, I'm looking at the box. And this light-complected Mexican female didn't like dark brothers. Because they said that, you know, um, we were too much for them. I put it like that. Intimately, that is. And so I had never heard of them like that before. Now, notice that we would drive through town, downtown, now, in the town area of Panama, when you see the darker complaint of Panamanians, it's interesting. The darker complaint of Panamanians, when you see them, they. They had a liking for us, but you could hear them and see them visibly. They were speaking in total disgust at the honkies. I never could understand why. I thought they were hating on all of us, but they wasn't hating on all of us. I found out later they they hate them honkies. So anyway, we was on rest and relaxation because we was doing jungle training in the real live jungle. Anacondas, caimans, monkeys. Uh, scorpions, you know, you name it. And we in the jungle, and um, uh, you see, we had, like I said, like I said, we did three weeks of actual uh, jungle training over there, and it was rest and relaxation time. And so we're walking through the city, and we get to this particular door, and we all walking through. And they been, I think it was our whole platoon. And we walk through this little hallway, and we get to the end. It's, it's a dim lit hallway. We get to the end of the hallway, and you look up, and there's three flights. You know, three first floor, second floor, third floor. They all in a, in a three sixty. Now, I noticed that some of the doors were open, and I noticed that some of the doors were closed. Every door that's open had the same thing, a light on, an old lady sewing or crocheting, a bed to the left of the old lady, and a young female standing in the doorway. And I'm like, what is this song? And they're like, what you think? I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's, 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 it was an underage whorehouse. Now, I learned that at 19 years old. Again, I didn't know who I was. At the time, I, it wasn't enough for me to know nowhere because I had to do it anyway. I had to learn some things about this hunky on the level before I came into consciousness that would have solidified where I'm at now. See, I've seen this hunky before I got to where I am now. So, again, it helps to solidify my position on the hockey today. Now, that ties right into this piece of gate thing. These hockeys in the military, and whether people want to accept it or not, the military, the hockey, I think the hockey's biggest overt game that he got, I, I would say, in this country. 
And he sent a man with a bar, blow up, dismember, kill, destroy, lie, rape, pillage, plunder, all that. You know, he sent them all over the world. So that that military situation, that's that's how uh, this European runs his pedophile rings as well. He's made deals with other leaders in other countries to touch their children, their kids. And these dirty, dusty leaders get down with these hunkies, and they go ahead and do it. And they allow the soldiers to have this so-called rest of relaxation in the arms and in the laps of underage females. Now, I didn't see them take us to the world where there was no boys. But knowing this hunky and this piece of gate information and this connection with Disney and the connection with Nambla and all the way back to the Catholic priests and, and the Roman Greeks and the faggotry of the white men, I know. I believe that the military will probably go all over the world school little boys too. The white man truly is a pedophile in nature. And to come after this so-called piece of gay situation, you're going to destroy every political party there is in this country because all hunkies, no matter what political party they are, no matter what religion they are, they all have pedophiles running through them. They are, they are born pedophiles. This is what they do. They've been doing it for years. It's all in their paintings and their sculptures. That they they have to destroy these sculptures to this day. They hang these sculptures high in their own cities, down in town and in town square areas, for everybody, tourists and all from all over the world to go and see a man wrestling another man butt naked. One man got his dang ring and the other man's eyeball or whatever the hell it is, or some little boy getting grappled by some old crush, crushed ass cracker. This is what these hunkers been doing forever. So it's nothing new about what we see today, and even the kidnapping of our daughters. Oh, man, well, the sad thing to me is that we ain't really doing enough about it. How the hell can our daughters be getting snatched off these damn streets by these hunkies, and it's just, they just keep getting snatched every day? We snatch at another one? And there ain't nothing going on. We just, what the hell is happening with us? I just don't know, bro. I just don't know, man. Yeah, man. Nah, I, I hear you. When, you. when you mention the military, and that's where a lot of, you know, when you hear a lot of these stories, right, you go back to, even back to, uh, what's his name, uh, Richard King? Larry. Yeah, yeah Larry King from uh, for the Savers and Loans, from the, bo- from, the, from the Boys Town incident out there in the, in the Midwest. You know what I mean? They've been doing mm-hmm. and, and a lot of the people always say that it's high-ranking military who in there with them, always top brass, always in there with them. And um, we just seen an article came out out of London. They said, we got so many pedophiles, we don't think we, can, we can't go after all of them. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> man. That's what so, I mean, uh, might as well change the law to a preference because that's where they're pushing it. Like, this is going to be a sexual preference. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's, where they pushing the, that's where they're pushing it to. Because once you yeah. have homosexuality, that's the next thing. They already got six, seven letters added on to the LGBTQIAXZY. <laughs> so they might as well put a P in there. <laughs> exactly. But see, the hidden thing is they already got a P in there. It's already hidden in there. But we, we, 
They want us to disconnect pedophilia from homosexuality and lesbianism, and you can't do it. Because the only female, because the only female that's molesting a, a little girl is a lesbian. I don't give a damn what you say. If it's a one-time thing, she was a lesbian that one damn time. Because it's same sex. The age don't matter. It's the same sex act that makes it a homosexual act, or so a so-called single-sex act. So they say that too now. And so. The only male that's going to molest a boy is a fag. If it was just one time, he was a fag at one time because it's a same-sex act. Again, the age makes no difference, so they already got the pedophile there. They just want to bring it to the surface now. That's what they're trying to do. We should never let them ever disconnect the fag from being a pedophile because they're the only ones who are doing that is these damn homosexuals of the male and female gender. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody got anything to add on? Because you know, I just seen a, um, I also just seen a from the DC incident that they a recommendation for the people is for them to keep their children indoors because they said it's too much. Too many motherfuckers being snatched, so they can't even get a handle. So their best suggestion is just to keep your kids indoors because there's too many people to prosecute. So basically, they doing they bringing the same situation like in fucking London here. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. It's these. See, I'm I'm starting to believe, man. It's the these huggies are. Let's just be real. They're body snatchers, man. They've been showing us in their movies. Ever since, you know, I was a little guy, man. When we used to watch, I used to watch old vampire movies, old werewolf movies, 12, 10, 12, 5, the hunk can't stand. He can't handle his damn stuff. He can't handle his emotions. He get all the emotions and turn to a damn wolf. Bones get to cracking and stretching and all this nonsense. And he going to bite and kill the one he just totally loved five minutes ago. Get out of here. Leave me alone. I'm going to sit You know, this hunky is a monster and always have been that way. And he's been showing us this in these damn movies. And now it's just finally actually hitting the surface. We're really seeing what this funky has really been doing for, for so damn long. Snatching up our children. He's been snatching up babies. He's been doing it. And we I don't know but I don't I don't know I don't know why some of us just don't want to accept the fact that this hunky is dying off. These are the facts. They are a race that is dying right now. They drop it all over the place. Or over heroin addicts, heroin, heroin addiction. The other hunkies that ain't on heroin like that, they need organs. They got all kinds of diseases. Middle-aged crackers is dropping off dead. They don't know what the reason is. They're getting tumors in the head, 19 years old. They're dying off. Nature or nature is killing these hunkies off. This is a fact. They need organs, definitely not for those writing ones that they can try to put something in to keep them alive for a little, little longer. So as long as these hunkies cannot survive on the planet and they want to rule the planet forever, we're going to always have problems and always be trying to snatch our children, period, because our children have the best and the strongest organs. I was thinking about it earlier. They're feeding us all kind of poison, things we can't even pronounce on the foods that we eat. And in our community, they push certain foods like flaming hots, 
Red Hot Cheetos, the white kids. I don't never see the white kids eating that stuff. But this is what they push it on us. Our children eat it on a regular basis, candy, cake, sugar, all this poisoning foods, and they still have stronger organs than these hunkies. Just to tell us something about just how powerful we are. That's what they're doing, organ snatching and sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. What hunkies have been doing for so long. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice to the children. This is a high time coming up in the spiritual realm uh, for these hunkies to be, uh, especially during the equinox. Uh, a lot of black magic going on. So they'll be kidnapping us because we got the strongest organs of all. They do a lot of sacrifices. This is a sacrificing season for these hunkies, especially around the time of Easter and the Passover. Now, I've heard Rabbi Finkelstein say that every Passover, these hunkies go. Um, and they kidnap little kids, little honkies. He said, he's Goyim. He's talking about them honkies then. He said, they kidnap them, they kill them, they drain the blood, they take their monster balls, they get their monster balls in the blood, they eat the monster ball with the blood in them, and they took the remainder of the body, grind it up, and they sent it to all these major restaurants for hamburgers, and McDonald's was a number one customer. I heard this way some years ago. You mentioned it, Rabbi Finkelstein. I heard that interview with that with that white Christian. And the thing about it was that you know his um, his demeanor while speaking was so nonchalant that you know it couldn't be taken. You couldn't take him for a joke, right? You know what I'm saying? You couldn't take what he was saying for for no no type of joke at all because of his whole demeanor. Even when he asked them down to the African of the question about the six million Jews, ah, oh, six million, six thousand, who cares? Who cares about the numbers? Uh, exactly, exactly, you know? exactly. So you know that's they, that's they, they mentality, they they wild savagery, man. That that whole thing. Now, our brother was putting us on to something about some cannibalism. But before I go, right. to, I'm gonna check the line real quick and see if somebody got uh, a question or two because you you. Dropped a couple of different things. Let's see if somebody got a question or two real quick. All right. Um, all right. People out of South Texas, your line open. I'd like to speak to Brother Dawah. Step in and say your name. Step in and say your Peace. name. Hello. Hello. Peace and black power. This is Sister Tawana. How y'all doing tonight? All right. Peace. Peace, Sister. We going, God. I'm just I'm just listening to the build. I'm just listening to the build. I don't have any questions yet. All right, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling there. Okay. Brother Cause, you guys, we're gonna leave your line open, and if you got any background noise, just mute your line, and then if you want to come back in, then you can just unmute it. That's a bet. All right. Now, where you where you think you was at? Now you was out in the jungle. Now, yeah, in Panama, in Panama, yeah. I did three weeks uh, jungle operations training at the jungle operations training camp, yeah. Now, that's, now, you said Panama, but I was thinking about, you know, when you said that about the military and the, and the uh, whorehouses with the, with the little young girls in it, but I was thinking about Thai, about Thailand, where they talk about the little whorehouses with the little boys in it. Like that's yeah, I think, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, not to cut you off, but I'm thinking 
that there may be another branch of the service that goes there. Maybe Air Force that flies over there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because, you know, the military, certain bases and certain uh, branches do certain things to go to different parts of the country. Well, they got, they got it all covered. They got all the bases covered. So I'm pretty sure there's another part of the service that goes there. Because hunkies go everywhere where there's little boy booty and little girl vagina. They go where they go. They will travel the end of the earth because they're weak men in the first place. They have, their mind never grows up to become an adult male. That's why they can be 55, 65, 70 years old on the damn job, still pranking, still giving them wedges and, you know, all that dumb hockey nonsense, hockey boy play. You know, they, they're constantly doing that. They, don't, they, they do not want a woman. Uh, That's just the reality of it. They don't. Uh-huh. So it's on you, Kevin, because I'm, I'm, I was jealous. What's on DJ? I was jealous. Come on, upon itself, upon itself, family. I got that. Somebody came on. Go ahead, brother Dalma. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got. Matter of fact, brother Dalma, just give me one moment. Let me let me do something real quick. All right. Okay. All right. Now, Brother Dalma, I'm going to just open your line up right now. I'll get, I'll get this thing right. All right. There we, there we go. I got you now, Brother. It ain't going to be no more interruptions. All right. Now, uh, we're speaking on the on on how the, how the crackers go to the ends of the earth. You know what I'm saying? Searching high, high and low. You know, and and you're right about that. But that's where we come back to where we at right here in the United States. Like you said, it's not a new thing about our children being snatched up. The one thing though that we that we got that I say that I'm gonna take from it anyway is that it's a new heightened sense of awareness in the black community. I, I think because of the media play on Donald Trump being racist, that now black people, um, you know, we can use their sensitivity. You know, some of our people, they're they sensitive to, to all different types of things. And so with this white man being pressed as the supreme racist and he in office, now they're sensitive to issues that deal with black people. So we might be able to get some momentum to at least start looking here and there and about. And I, one thing that I've just seen is that some sisters is putting together a bus trip to go to Washington, D.C. So, you know, even though I think all um, help start at home, it's always a good thing to see our people putting energy towards our people anywhere and everywhere they at. Exactly. So I see that's a, that's a good thing popping off. I wonder... Um, but when we talk about about this thing about how the Sandusky, now Sandusky's son just got hit for some of the same type of pedophile charges. Right. You know what I mean? This is what we talk about. Uh, it being just this is a regular culture that's going on. And I just, exactly. I just seen that. I said, damn, look at that. Like what they say, like father, like son, right? Exactly, bro. Exactly, man. Just like you take on the, the 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 looks of your father, maybe the walk. Sometimes I know a man uh, who was 69 years old, and he told me, he said, man, he used to walk with a limp. 
And he said, I think it just all of a sudden, one day, it just his legs started getting kind of something, like felt like something was wrong with it. And he stayed that way. And the doctor couldn't figure it out. He said his father had the same thing around the same exact age. And I'm like, wow, I like just another mirror reflection, you know, that you know, uh, of, of of your relatives. While they're gone, you here, you you still mirror them, and the things that they left behind inside you. So yeah, it's a definite connection. The white man is a fag by nature, so his son is definitely going to be a fag. A lot of them, the white men, they seem to enjoy taking their sons around. Uh, other men to let other men, as they used to say, bugger them. <laughs> I mean, this is it, it's, it's in their language. Let me the hunters will say, "Let me bugger you, mate." Like a, in from a street, hey, hey, can I bugger you, mate? Or they'll say, "Bug off, bugger off." Now they're saying, "F off," but it's the same thing as the bugger off. So when men say "F off" to each other, "F you." They stay, they talking some homosexual talk. They don't even recognize that the homosexual this is this homosexual talk. The white man is a homosexual. You can hear it in his language, with the words he speaks. When he at work, he says stuff like, "Man, the boss is riding me hard, man. He's riding my ass." <laughs> you know, it's like now, 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 why, why do you think, or why do you say that hard work? or being frustrated by the boss, why is it that in your brain you see that as being anally screwed by your damn boss? Why do you make that connection? What kind of mind makes that connection? The mind of a fag makes that damn connection. That's what he's thinking about. You know, you're writing me so hard, man. The boss is such a hard ass. Huh? Why is the boss a hard ass? Why come his ass... How does his whole body become his ass? When he said his whole persona become his ass, everything about him is his ass. He's right, he's a hard ass. <laughs> what the hell is wrong in the mind of this hunky man? He's a born faggot, man. Otherwise, he wouldn't be saying the things he say. You know what I'm saying? Calling people ass head, S-H-I-T head. Now, you know damn well you can't put your head and nobody booty and get no boo boo on it. But you can put the penis head in there and get some boo boo on it, right? Now you're calling the whole person dookie on the head of a penis. See what you see? See, when they get mad, this is what they see. This is why when hunkies fight wars, they rape men. They want to screw you. Because they're all going to screw you. I'm going to screw you. I'm going to, you know, all this now. I'm going to bust your ass. I'm going to bust your ass. This kind of nonsense is what they say. Uh, <laughs> he lets you know, fam, he is a homosexual man by the way he talks. These words mean a lot to him. Look how much anger he, 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 he had when he's when he going through raping another child. The, the anger he... The, Man, look, I'm telling you, this hunky man is a savage beast pedophile, a raging pedophile at that. He's bragging, man. I mean, there's, there's so many words we can go with little phrases that he got, man, that just tell you, man, he's a straight-up man. Yeah, they're a savage. He's a cold savage. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, Brother Dawah. I'm going to tell you something that you might have to pick up. Um. Uh, 
His brother wrote this book called Kicked Out of Heaven, The Untold History of the White Races, from, from 700 to 1700, Volume 1. His name Keenan Booker. Now, I'm telling you, man, you, you might have to pick this up, Brother Donwell, because it gives, when you read into some of the conditions and the things that was going on there, it, it, you know, and I know that you you well read in it because I've read your book and I've seen the historical points that you put in there. I'm saying this right here is though an excellent reference to, to I'm, I'm saying, man, this is 500 pages of fire. Of fire. Wow. Man, he goes, it's kicked out of heaven, man. He goes through the environment, court crime and punishment. You know what I'm saying? Go to their clothes, how they, you know, just how savage they was that they would just, they, they think about having sex was that they had to be as filthy as they could be. You know, wow. they wanted to be filthy. Uh, they, hey. I mean, this is where we get the cologne where you wear the musk. Because they right. the way it felt good was you had to put the musk from the deer penis on you. You had to smell like deer penis in order for you to go in there with your woman. You know what I mean? If you smelled like that. <laughs> white men. She was white. She said white men ain't compassionate. 
they like big savages. You know, black man, the reason why, one reason why she liked a black man is because she could get some type of compassion, a real feeling of what they strive for as black women, and that's love and compassion, romance, all that shit. If they, they claim they love so damn much, she couldn't get that from the hooker that gave it to her in words. She had to go to her brother. But he was saying how this shit, she, she went up uh, in Evanston, Illinois. Anybody know anything about Illinois and Chicago? Evanston is like a rich, like, suburb, not too far from. I don't know how long it takes to get that. My 45 minutes or something up north, past north side of Chicago. And uh, so that's where uh, the... Uh, she lived. And uh, hold on for a second. All right. Yeah, I don't know how long your hold on going to be. What? I got so a question. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, she, so she went up here on the north side, right? And uh, there was this white dude that wanted her. He was like, he was a rich honky, big old mansion. She took another white guy with her because she didn't trust this honky. You know, never negative. He never can tell to honkies. But he had just got off work. He wanted her to come and, you know, take care of him. Now, this is a story that came from a sister to me. I she and I know reason to make this up. I believe it, knowing Hawkins. And what you just said about them being so filthy and nasty, turning them on. Anyway, she said, this Hawkins told the white dude that brought her to the house to stay outside. He couldn't come in. But she could come in, of course. So he closed and locked the door. He told us, look, I ain't washed up today. I'm not going to wash up today, but I want you to lick all this dookie. He had all dookie clicked on his leg and dried up all over his body. And he pulled his clothes off. And he wanted, she, well, he wanted the white woman now that they claimed they loved so damn much. Lady in rain and all this Sandra Bullock and all these ugly white hoes, Man Ryan and all these hoes that are made so wonderful on TV, so beautiful, playing the violin. See, they can't stand white women. That honky didn't give a damn about that white woman. He's going to beat up brains. And she said, no, he beat her all over that damn, whole, that damn house. That, that's the story that I got from the sister who told me about this, hanging, with, hanging with his white girl. That was the white girl told her what the white man, rich white man did. And look how Donald Trump treated this woman. And how he sits up there and looks like he want to have sex with his daughter if he ain't already screwing her. We look, we're looking at that pedophile. Damn it, look like to me. In the White House, with with the with the uh, relationship between Trump and his daughter, it's the law. It's already pedophilic. Mm-hmm. Already, for real, man. Some of the things he said about his daughter. Have you heard what he said? Have you heard what Donald Trump said about his daughter? This this, this dude says in interviews, talking about how hot she is. Come on, if she wasn't his daughter, he'd probably be married to her in his damn self. Mm-hmm. Now, what the hell? What? Ain't no damn way I'll say no. <laughs> Truth be told, um, that's how a lot of white men think of their daughters, on some real shit. Um, I Googled some, I, I researched, like, some pedophile books that only certain people can get, like, through mail orders. And it's a lot of books about white men having fantasies about having sex with their daughters and shit like that, man. It's weird. Like um, the brother said, that's normal to them. So it's not like a shock to the rest of them because that's in their nature to do shit like that. But I'm sorry for interrupting. Thanks. Uh, 
Yo, listen, though, you know, she's saying that, right? Me, Adam, yep. I was in the NOY. This is what... I, this is what Uh-oh. <laughs> Elijah Muhammad said, yo, listen, man, that we were so messed up in the head from living around white people that we start, that we think like white people. He said, so, yo, sisters and brothers, I don't advise brothers who, um, brothers being around their young daughters too much. Because them jokers must around and have some type of sexual relationship or start thinking. He said, if the mother ain't doing right, if the daughter treats the father like the mother's supposed to, mm. or end mm-hmm. up having to the daughter like she was the mother. And if she made it an image of the mother, he'll start to, start to thinking about the daughter more like the mother. Exactly. And so, oh, well, well, in that case, we can find an example. Donald Trump again, exhibit A. Because <laughs> his daughter, his daughter, he said his daughter was going to be taking some of the uh, first lady's duties while she stayed back in New York in the house. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what it made me think of that when you said that. You know what I mean? It made me think of that whole story that, that Elijah Muhammad <laughs> and, and then wow. retracting and retracting back to what the brother said, uh, white men, they pay, like, high price, like, for white women to shit on them and weird shit like that. They pay for weird shit like that. So that yep. is in their Neanderthal, that is in their nature to do shit yep. like that. Oh, they want to shit on one of them. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm saying, listen, man. One day I got an iPod. Uh, I think it was an iPod, like a little one. That shows like it's so movies though, the iPod or whatever. I got that shit from this motherfucking dude, man. Yo, that shit had a video of a woman shitting in a fucking dude's mouth. And the video of a white woman shitting in the fucking shower. I was like, yo, I seen the nigga. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit you had on the fucking thing, man? He was like, yo, what the fuck about? So I know he done fucking stole somebody's shit. And this motherfucker was a crazy, sick-ass, fucking sicko. I couldn't even watch. I just know that he <laughs> at that woman. After I seen the woman sitting in the shower and shit, and then I hit that video and she started to do I was like, oh. They put a fucking toilet seat. This motherfucker was laying on the ground with a toilet seat over his head, like just the toilet seat part. And, and this motherfucker boy sat down. This motherfucker had a strap on his shit so his mouth had to stay open. I was like, what, oh. is the, what is the obsession with feces, though? Like, what is all that weird shit about? <laughs> oh, that's, in my, that's, uh, that's in my book, too, Carpophilia. <laughs> Y'all got this book. What's the, name of that, what's the name of that book again, brother? The definition of a broke ass. The homosexual, lesbian, transgender, and bestiality assault on the black race. Oh, yeah, that's right on my eye. I researched that. So, yeah, I'm going to look into that. Oh, yeah, you need that. Yeah, for sure. You should put the link inside, the link to your book inside the event so that people can be able to get to it. Okay, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. For sure. My question would be, being that you brothers kind of researched this shit, you know, going with you with the kicked out of heaven and dialogue with your book, what the fuck can give someone the mentality 
to even want to be around fucking shit. Like, what the f- No, listen, no, that comes from, this word comfort, but it comes from thousands of years. Listen, 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 man, this book only covers a thousand years, and for this whole thousand years, that's how they live, all the way up to 1700. Look at, look at, 
we see this shit, right? We see the change of how they look, how now they look small, diminutive. They're like the last <laughs> of, I would say, large, grown man-looking group was Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? That was like the last <laughs> you see dudes with full size. You know, you had, you know, Master P came out. He was kind of tall and shit, but then the rest of them boys, looked. At, they still looked at kid like. You know what I'm saying? They looked at young in the face and shit. And then we just got this influx of these young, this child looking, no matter how old they are, they still, they cut all the hair off their face all the time. They always could shave off their mustache. Just a bunch of child looking jokers. You know what I'm saying? Now we got this thing come up with the molly. Everybody popping the molly. Now, the funny thing about the Molly is that I'm reading this book, you know what I'm saying, and I didn't know what a Molly, I didn't know about a Molly house, but I'm reading this book, the sex crimes, and it say Molly houses. A Molly house in 18th century England was a tavern, a private room where gay and cross-dressing men could meet each other by socializing <laughs> or as possible sexual partners. Molly houses were on the precursor to some type of gay bar. In 18th century England. A Molly, wow. usually homosexual male, Mollies and other third gender identities were one precursor to the broader homosexual identity of the 20th and 21st century. Damn. Now, guess where to listen to this shit here. This the kicker. This the kicker right here. Patrons of Molly houses formed a distinct subculture in Georgian England. Now, hey. motherfucking super Molly Capita, fag Capita. Why? Damn. That and, is crazy. Right? Wow. Yeah, if we're the fag Capita, that's the fag Capita right now. with this guy um you know it's a well-known tranny in atlanta um that looks like a woman but of course it's a tranny and he's like no uh uh cherry something uh it's like a a crazy last name cherry Mm -hmm. boom she's like cherry boom now and i'm like dude that is a man he was like now this this and that that's a woman. You don't know what it is you're hating. You just want to be her. What the dude? Wow. Like, yeah, I'm like, you are a suspect. And then I posted the link of her saying she was a transgender. Then he tried to change it up. I'm like, right. I'm like, how is this my fault? You said that this was a woman. In fact, you argued me down. And see, that's the problem. They see ass and hits and automatically think it's a female. But the way these trannies are now, they need to be more cautious of that. So they right. won't get caught up as looking like a suspect. Yeah. Because her page, it's page. See, I'm calling it a her. 
I went to its page, and its page is mostly black male fan base. I'm not even going to lie to you, and it's, and it's crazy because you tell these men that this is a man, and they get mad at you. Yeah, that's because, because they're following it. <laughs> yeah, some different dudes out there. I don't know what's in the Kool Aid. Uh, I wouldn't. This wasn't my Kool Aid, goddamn. I don't know what kind of sugar they using, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the kind I use didn't do this. It's just some different stuff here. These dudes walking right. around, you know, they they walk around. They look defeated because they all got the pants and all the binds. They can be in their forties and still a nigga. What? Yeah, thirties and forties still got your pants off, man. It just it's I don't know what. It just the manhood in the black community is like a thing of the past. It's been redefined almost. I don't even think it, when they redefined, they took man out of it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. It's manhood today, and it's it's strange. Today, these guys they 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 would rather be hanging with each other than hang with women. They be with the women. They be with each other all day. I see cats cross you from where I live. They 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 pull up on each other at nine a.m. I'm like, damn, nigga, damn, buddy. It's nine. Me, and this is what the basis of my book is what made me start writing the book. 
when a woman came to me and said this, I knew I had to get up and do this. It was broad daylight. I told this story before. It's broad daylight. I was sitting in my apartment complex parking lot in my car. And a female walked up to me that had been watching my show for years right in Chicago. And she asked me, how do you tell if your man is gay? And I said, here we go. She was 25 years old. I knew her guy, he's about six four, six five, dark skinned brother, voice deeper than mine, six phone calls every day. Yeah. Huh? Hmm. Yeah. And so, um I said, Well, you tell me what's going on, sis. I got out of the car and I started talking to her, tell me what's going on. She said, Well, you know, first of all he got this gay dude in his phone. It's a dude who's gay. <laughs> I checked his phone and and when I told him about it, he got rid of the of the, you know, the name, but the phone number is still in the phone under some other name. Uh-huh. Then he'd be coming over my house when I ain't around. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Come over the house while you ain't around, huh? Then she said, every time they go to the bathroom, he go to the bathroom, I mean, every time they go out to eat, he got to run to the toilet quickly and not to pee. I'm like, huh? I said, okay. Yeah, I said, oh. how long? I said, let me ask you this question. Has he been in jail? She said, yeah. And I'm not saying everybody been in jail is no homo. I'm just asking questions, just trying to see, well, we're going to narrow this down. He sounds like a fad to me. <laughs> you know, we were sure. I said, well, I don't know. You know, how long has he been in jail? I don't know. I said, okay, well, anyway, go ahead. I said, I said look, sir, the reason why he got to run to the toilet and rule number two is because his his thinking muscle is probably torn or broken or something, you know, destroyed or something. He got a broke ass, basically. It's one like my book, the broke ass. Definitely it's a broke ass. That's what I'm talking about. Rectal prolapse is, is the end. And so she was like, I'm glad you said that. Oh, yeah, she also said when they had intercourse, intercourse, when you enter the course and there's only one course to enter, when you were man, the course, enter and enter the vagina. She said when they had regular intercourse, he would go up. But wow. when she came from the anal tissue, he wow. would be hard and rock. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, getting I'm getting chilled. Yeah, that's evident. That's, yeah, that's and I said, I, said, I said, look, let me just tell you why he, he can't hold his bowels. Because his feet and the muscles is gone. She said, I'm glad you said that. Wow. So one night, he was laying on his belly, knocked out sleep, drunk. And she said, something told her to pull his drawers over his butt <laughs> down. And she, 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 she took, I'll never forget it, broad daylight now. She took her fingers. She took her left hand. You all know, she said, uh, she, uh, she took her right hand. And she, Held it in front of my face and her face. She about almost, not to, is she about mm, five, six, anyway. She took her thumb and index finger and she made the biggest circle she could make. And she said, this is how big as Amy's was. She mm. could see the Like I said, this guy was about <laughs> six, six, four, dark skinned brother, voice deeper than mine. She says, his anus was that big. I had never heard him nothing like that before in my life. That's what I knew. That's, I had to write the book. I that's knew I had to, so. 
Okay. Definitely changed my perception on the whole masculinity thing altogether because I always thought that, you know, the big, the particular men, so presenting. But looking at it now, that is so not true because those yeah, are the yeah. ones that are getting exposed being as being homosexual. Right. It's scary today. It's very scary. Very, uh, very, very. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What's worse is the um, the government is funding these transgenders to get these hormone injections, to get these sex changes. So they are really pushing this agenda hard. That's why they're trying to make them look more passable. So they're really trying to, no, they ain't trying to do nothing. They are doing it. And like right. I said, by the, year, by the year 2020, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Right. All right. When you live in a culture, right, that's um, already saturated with these images, with these thoughts, when you see a rich Martin, you know what I'm saying, when you see a rich Will Smith, when you see these jokers already getting addressed and shit like that and they get rich, when you see a RuPaul, you know what I mean, when you see these people on TV. Right. They show them the little, you know, they show the people the glitz and the glamour, and you live in a culture that's where the people are easily persuaded by any and everything, and you're dealing with the people who don't love themselves already. That's where, that's where we already got the perfect mix for the agenda. You know what I'm right. saying? We pass right over to them. So, right. you know, right now we're we seeing the, we the results of the past 20, what, the past since 70, 72. What's that, the past 40, what, 45 years? Right. The results of 45 years of, of this shit happening, of the Tyler Perry and all that, making it making it okay to be like that, and then they see success from being like that. You feel me? When you see people being successful in that mode, you know what I mean? Our people look at shit like the fucking, the, 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 what, the fucking boy, who, who um, act like he was sleeping with Chingy if he was or if he wasn't. Right. Accolades and shit like that. Look like mm-hmm. he's now. He's with you step him off right now. They're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it make them easier for somebody who already been molested to go ahead and push towards that effeminate side. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is just... You know what I mean? They no longer say, no, that ain't no good. We can't say that right. shit ain't right no more. You say that shit right. ain't right, you damn near, damn near sex, damn near hate crime. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way the white man wants it because he is the born faggot. He push, he's pushing this. The white man is the first man I know of to put a dress on, high heels and pumps and... With some eyeliner and some bare eyelashes and a, and go out there and try to compete with his own woman. He's the only one I've ever seen do that. He is the model for faggots. The white man is the model homo. He was teaching everything you know about being a fag. It is his nature. Period. Correct. He's a fag and a pedophile. You know that by one phrase. Fuck yours, motherfucker. Up yours, motherfucker. That's what they say when they get mad. Up yours, first of all, talking to a man, so he wants to stick his dick under your booty. Then they call you MF, which means you're screwing your mama, which is a damn incest. So he, he, he let you know right there. 
right there with the way he said that. And he said it all the time. Oh, you heard motherfucker. All the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yo, that's so simple. Wow. Yo, you you saying that, right? I said that about the Molly houses, and I'm looking at and I'm looking at this picture. They got a picture that go along with it, and they got prostitution contemporary about the Molly house. And it shows the depiction is wild. Now this is a picture that they would create. This ain't no photo. They took they took time to create this. Damn. It's Damn. a man on his knee. It's a boy, a little boy on the couch. A little boy looking about eight years old on the couch. The man is licking the little boy's feet. Mm-hmm. Two men in the door real close up on each other. Another man with his backside to you. But his backside is a pair of pants with the with a big square around his buttocks with buttons on it. So it can be popped open. He's wow. up into like a woman, like a woman. This is man, that white man is just a fag, period. No matter what nobody says. This shit is like uh damn. This shit is like some uh fifteen hundred shit right here. Right. 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 This is like fifteen hundred, this motherfucking uh picture. But you know, like you said about them they 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 did they you know, they got the instances all the way back to thirteen, you know, they in fourteenth century. We got the white man in the 14th century dressing up like his own, like his his wife died. He take and start putting his wife's clothes on, go out, start prostituting himself. Exactly. Like, okay, have you seen? <laughs> have you seen the movie The Danish Girl? Oh, the, the Danish Girl? Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh, bro, you need to look it up. Look it up. The Danish Girl. White boy over in England. Europe somewhere. Over there, where them honky live at. Married a honky bra. She was a uh she was a painter, something like that. She paid people, you know, they sit down and she paint them. And her female didn't show up that day for her to paint. So she dressed up for a punk husband. He went along with it. In his female clothes and all that and he started he started having a liking for her. Then she she was cool with it at first, too, until he started wanting to be with a dude, see. Wow. Then when he got with a dude, he totally left her, totally get somebody else. I don't want to be with you no more. I'm through with that lifestyle. I'm done. I'm making my transition. I'm going all the way for a woman. The proper woman all the way for a woman and died from complications from the death surgery. It's a true story. Wow. The Danish girl, look it up. The white man is a fat, and they said it was riveting. It was it was groundbreaking. I'm thinking about that word, though, bro. I'm thinking about groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. So now, when you're breaking ground, you finna plant up something. You get rid of all of the whatever there, because you get ready to plant something new that's ground. Break it. I'm gonna break up this ground so I can plant this perfect good seed in there. Right there right? That's what we call ground breaking. Some factory, some lesbianism, some tranism and shit. Now and then we get and then you just get the movie. I and I ain't seen the whole shit, but the movie with the brothers Moonstruck. Yeah. Big fact. Yeah. Yeah. 
Moonlight. No, Moonlight, bro. Moonlight. What up, Moonlight? Yeah, my bad. Moonlight. Yeah, after eight, years, after eight years of that faggotry of Obama, after eight years of his faggotry, he, he went all over to the motherland to push faggotry. They just couldn't get us to bite off fully. So here they come with this movie and get this damn black fag pedophile all these wars. And I like, look at it. And he took the, he took the role. That's, that's what pissed me out, man. I been manufacturing these Negroes in, in laboratories in there where because it seems like so many people in that industry are just flipping the script and just going on with the faggotry, man. What the, yep. what the hell is going on, man? Oh, I don't get that, man. Now, what y'all seen that movie did out right now, about the Johnsons also. Y'all that movie get out, right? Yeah, I watched it out. All right. Now, listen, though, that's what they done did, though. You go inside Hollywood, man, they transplant the whole new... Now, listen, they transplant the whole new mind inside your ass. Now, we already trying... They already... This is what you... When you talked about earlier, like, they vampires and they transmit... They transmit they evil and they bullshit right into your goddamn brain. Now, when you close in... Right. Like, you close in... Now, we got you. You close. You right here with us. So now we could definitely put the works over on your motherfucking brain. We could definitely put the wash on your brain. You right here with us every day trying to be in our industry. But when you out there in the world, you know, we're trying to wash you through the TV, through the media. But when we got Like you, Kanye West. Huh? I said like Kanye West. Yeah, like, but when we got you, we got you. You know what I'm saying? We know you're going to turn around and leave our ass for a white girl, man. We got huh. you. We're not playing. Not a game out here, so that's what the thing is. Is that that's where they doing it? That movie Get Out was a, a, a ill psychological thing to me when I seen it because that's that's where I see our people at. Not now going to the point where we at that point where they might could transplant a fucking new brain inside your goddamn head. Right. Not just planting they they uh, conscious into you. You know what I'm saying? I just seen the thing where they saying in December 2017 they might be able to transfer one person's head to another fucking another fucking body. Yeah, they're doing head transplant. They're doing that right now. Wow. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? We not far off when we see some shit like that in the motherfucking movie. We ain't far right. off, but they right, man. Doing right. right, right, right. Exercise your ass and. <laughs> Hypnotize you and supplant their subconscious in you. That brother might have been on to something. He might be so caught. He might be trying to get out. Get the fuck out! Exactly. He might be trying to get out, but he trapped in this motherfucking sunken place. So he's going to do it right the movie and say, look. Go to the sunken place. Go to the sunken place. Get out. Right. And that's why they've been saying that Kanye West has been, I don't know if he really said that, saying that they're waiting on his memory to come back. And when they said that, that would that's what really made me think of that Get Out movie. Like they are really reprogramming him to be who they want him to be because he's not the original person. Right. Right. Well, people always say it's a conspiracy, you're crazy, but I mean, if you add all the shit together, it sounds quite accurate of how he's been behaving lately. Yeah. I would say it is plausible. You know what I'm saying? The shit is plausible. 
Right. Trump is worse than Bush. And I mean, he all hugged up with him and shit. I mean, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm Conspiracy is just two or more people coming together to enact a plan that you don't know nothing about, nigga. And that's it. So, and it's definitely more than one person coming together to conclude into doing some dumb shit to his ass. Like, just like, so we could just see his movement. And that's what I'm saying. Like, hypnosis, all these things, these things is real. Exactly. That's why we still act like how the fuck we act now. Why you think we ain't did nothing to these motherfucking cracker, man? We hypnotized in the motherfucker, man. We still trying to break right. down now. Right. The majority of us hypnotized in the motherfucker, man. We trying to we trying to get out our fucking sunken place. That shit was a good ass metaphor for where niggas is at, man. It was. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I don't watch TV anymore. I mean, I don't watch any type of TV, mainstream anything, because they. They show, they have too many subliminal messages, and I'm already, like you said, hypnotized as much, and I don't want to be any more hypnotized than what I am now. So I'll leave that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got any more people online that want to ask anything like right this? I know some other people online. They just quiet out. <laughs> Yeah, usually when I come on, it'd be like that for some reason. Like, you could just be quiet. Hey, they out there. They out there. You normally come in dropping the jewels. Yeah, Black Power, I was going um, to add on about the um, that book, The Delectable Negro, real quick. Um, you know, they got the, uh, the Kyle show, The Context of White Supremacy. Right. So they... They did a um an extensive review of this book that's called um uh, The Delectable Negro Human Consumption and and Homo Eroticism Within US Slave Culture. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. if you if you go to the um I'll post the link on the Facebook, but if you if you type in Delectable Negro, it'll pop up. Now when you when you look at the book on the Amazon website it gives you a synopsis of the book, like a thorough synopsis. Now, the craziest thing about the title that jumped out to me um, and what the book's recognized for is it won an LGBT Studies Award. You know, um, what's wild is we're talking about white folks cannibalizing African people and that <laughs> in a homoerotic way. And the book, you know, the book is winning accolades. So that also is a um, a deep reflection of how sick white folks is. But I wanted to, I wanted to kind of touch on the um, touch on the, the synopsis of the book just to give a background as far as how how far they go in it. And so it says, um, scholars of U.S. and transatlantic slavery have largely ignored or dismissed accusations that blacks were cannibalized. Vincent Woodard takes the enslaved person's claims of human consumption seriously, focusing on both the literal starvation of the slave and the tropes of cannibalism on the part of the slaveholder, and further draws attention to the ways in which blacks experience their consumption as a fundamentally homoerotic occurrence. So, So it says the book, 
delectable Negro explores the connections between homoeroticism, cannibalism, and cultures of consumption in the context of American literature and U.S. slave culture. Are you familiar with um, the Atlanta child murders? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always thought Wayne Williams did it, but now that I'm thinking, that some of the words, some of the things he said um, about the CIA training, um, and if you go back and listen to some of the, they have a, a, a lady named Kay Griggs. Her husband was a, a lot of the shit that was. And a lot of the things Wayne Williams said, she said, like the type of ritualistic shit they go through and the type of training, it has a lot to do with that Pizzagate shit. All that shit is connected. So oh, my yeah. question my question is, do y'all think it's anything? Do you think that's connected? I think what I think, I think Wayne Williams, this is just me, I think Wayne Williams was recruiting those black kids for those elite people. That's what I think. Because if you notice, he didn't throw them under the bus completely. He didn't want to say anything else about the CIA other than he did some training. So I'm thinking he was recruiting, getting those kids for those people. That's the that's the normal MO, though. That's the MO. So, you know, they, it wouldn't be hard to come up with that right there. I would, you know, and I wouldn't put them, put them past that because, you know, that's the same thing that we see in other major cities like that. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta has several different uh, major franchises there. It's a very large city where you get a lot of people coming in, meaning that you get a lot of different events going on there, a lot of uh, what they call different expos and shit like that happening in the city. And in a city like that, there's always sex trafficking. So corporate right. headquarters, yeah. They got a lot of corporate headquarters in Atlanta. Yeah, they got a lot of corporate headquarters, and in major cities like that, you got a lot of sex trafficking going on there. And definitely, there was always a large hub of young men being um, trafficked, trafficked, uh, however the fuck you say it, in the You know what I mean? So, so I, I see exactly where you're coming from with that, sis. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about earlier when somebody mentioned of the Atlanta child murders. I'm like, hmm, that makes a lot of sense because you never heard anything about him engaging in any sexual acts with these boys. He just killed them. I got a movie on the Atlanta child murders called Red Ink. Really? Yeah, and uh, it shows how this sister worked at a hospital, okay. and she was doing some research on what the police and the government had been working on in the black community against black boys, and they caught up with her and killed her in the movie, early on in the movie. So a black reporter at a local news station took the story on started investigating and going around to all of the parents of the young boys that had been killed. And he started asking just some questions, you know, to see if there any similarities with the cases. Come to find out, all the boys had an incision near 
their testicle area, a small incision. Stop. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. All of them had an incision there. Every last one <laughs> told that story. Every last parent or whoever guardian whatever told the story of seeing them a small cut in the testicle area. Come to find out the police was into it with the government and, and, and are all, hooked up, all hooked up together. But they all jump anyway. It's just hungry's pig. They found out that they was making a serum for hunkies to live longer out of the semen. Semen of fluid of those young boys. They were using that semen of fluid. Whoa. Whoa. That was the movie. And I believe that. They got. They just use him as a scapegoat. This is what I hear. Either somebody just told you totally off what they really were doing. All of a sudden, they start popping up years later with all these damn serums and how they can put this 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 potion, this lotion on you and make you look younger. You can drink this, take this pill, all for money. And that's right there, CDC man. Exactly. That's right there, CDC Atlanta CDC man. Exactly. You do every experiment you can find out. Every experiment you can think of is done in the lab. Yeah. I mean, these hunkies, man, they won't stop. They just so, a lot of transgenders are going under a lot of those, um, a lot of those studies too. I would think. Wow. Huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because you notice they, I mean, if you you notice a lot of them, they all have money. They all caked up for some reason. So the government is 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 funding them, and then they're getting paid off these different studies that they're doing with the different hormones and the different things that they're taking. Right. It was, I saw uh, this weird. It was a a transgender woman, whatever that reversed it that went back to a man. I forgot oh. the bro- I forgot the brother's name or whatever, but he went to Christianity. He he's a man now. I mean he used to be a woman and he said that Jesus don't want him like that, this, this and that. He's not gay. He keeps saying he's <laughs> these crackers associating Transgender as a normal gender and not that's not homosexual. So that's why yeah. a lot of these men are confused. Yeah. I say denial because there's no way you are not homosexual because seventy five percent of these transsexuals still have their penis. Right. So how are you not? You were laying with a man. See, like I said, it's the tits and the ass that's doing all that crazy shit. Yeah. Now check this out, right? Check this. Check this. <laughs> this, this, this with the ass is doing all this shit. Oh man, damn, that just threw me. That threw me right off. But I'm gonna we, send you that link too. Huh? I'm gonna send you that link later. Oh, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Please do, please do. Send me, yeah, send me that. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's not nothing funny. It ain't nothing funny. But when we think about that, when you say about turning um, a man going from 
uh, woman, then going back to man. I seen a video. That was weird. <laughs> video. I seen a video of a white man, and the white man was on the video. He had he had got the surgery, went from man to a woman, and now he was like, "Yo, nah, man." Now he's on the thing. He can't. He you know, he can't afford to turn back to a man. But he's like, "Yo, listen, I'm something wrong with me. That's the problem. I should have never got this surgery." And anybody, they crazy. Wow. But this did not help what it was going on with me. You know what I'm saying? I need help. I did not need no surgery, nothing like this. This shit ain't no good. Died all the time. He said, "This why they kill themselves because you ain't gonna be happy." You know what I'm saying? Doing this shit right here. I was like, damn, the damn white man, man. Damn, oh man, I got to, I got to find this tracker. But he, he was putting up a good argument against. That, yo, listen, I, I done did this shit. And, I, and he's like, yo, he talked to mad transgenders who done did it. Right. right. And you it think? has to be some type of agenda being pushed if the government is so in favor of it. So, I mean, that's, that's people don't realize that. Like my cousin, she's 24, and she has a lot of transgender friends, and she think it's cute. Oh, they're beautiful. She's cute. And and I'm like, you're part of the problem, but she's not where I am, so I'm not going to push her because I was once her. At this, not with the transgender. I ain't never really have friends like that, but that's just how she is. But she she doesn't realize for one, she thinks it's cool to have threesomes with trannies and heterosexual men and wow. not think that these dope-dealing gangbangers aren't gay. Uh-uh, they not gay. They just got their dick sucked. I'm like, um... <laughs> wow. What yeah. It's too many divisions with this confusion, with this homosexual. I'm serious. That's why I bang on it so much. That's why I put it in people's faces, like, this is what the fuck's going on, this is what the fuck they think, and this is why. Right, right, right. Because the younger generation, they are promoting it and praising it. When I post shit about trannies, my cousin will come up there, oh, he real cute, or some little stupid shit like that. And she's not going to realize it until... The threesome she had when her man gonna be fully fucking that trendy with her not even around, then she gonna be looking right. real stupid. So yeah, yeah. it's crazy. They they really promote this shit and it's out there because she really protecting these men that are living in heterosexual settings with wives, girlfriends, and children. She's protecting them, and I mean it's crazy. Mr. Queen, hold on, hold on one second. Listen, right? How in the, you can't have, yo? Know, how can you have sex with a half man, half woman in this motherfucking room? First of all, I'm not even. Bro, I don't I'm, even. I'm no, I can't even see. There's no way that I can figure out how I would be even sexually aroused with right. a motherfucking motherfucker standing there with a dick ball. <laughs> right. Somehow I got tricked into this situation because I did not know this beforehand. 
Right. So now I've been pricked. And so now yeah. I'm kicking ass early because there's no, it's nothing that, how could you be aroused with that? And that's the freak, that's some freak shit, freak show shit. You don't want that. That's why I try to spread the information so people can be aware this is what's going on. That's why when people, you know, men like, no, no, they're already gay. How would you not? know these men are living in heterosexual settings. I mean, they sell dope. They got nice cars. They look like regular men with wives and children. But they love to dibble and dabble with men and punks and trannies. So mm-hmm. at some point, you got to be like, how and what happened? And from, like I say, I do a lot of digging and research. And from a lot of research, most of these men were molested as children by another man. Oh, yeah, that's, that's where a lot of this shit comes from, from the molestation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being a feminized as a youth man, that's, that's where a lot of this shit comes from. It comes. That's how the fact that keep. This is how the white man kept his nature up by constant molest, molestation of the of the children. So it became the exactly. nature. You know saying this is where this is why we've been around them so long that this shit is. This is this is the problem with all the motherfucking uncles and shit that motherfuckers knew was molesters and nobody fucked yeah. the way up. And people just said, "Yo, just make sure you staying outside with. Make sure." Johnny ain't around. Make sure right. old James ain't around. Make sure all that Duke out there. Watch out. So, that's right. from both sides of my family, so I understand. So that's right. where that shit come from. It comes from, come from having that go on, from already having motherfucking boss being able to come down there and fuck some of the kids in the ass. Then we, you know what I mean? Acceptance. Once we accepted it, we start living it, man. It start becoming the fucking culture, man. I don't right. know. My daughter about the only girl that I know who ain't been fucking molested. You understand? Man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm it's real shit. Like I don't know, I don't know none really who ain't told me that they done been fucked over at a young age. So right, and you wouldn't know that if it was how should I say it? It wasn't as taboo as it is now within this community of us willing to talk about it. Right. And, and and I still think to this day, I still think um, Hassan Campbell, uh, Brother Poppy, from coming out about uh, Africa Bambada, Greek Bambada, about his bullshit, or that would right. still be swept under uh, under the rug. Right, right, right. And he brought a lot of people out with their stories. So I commend that brother. Right. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, like, and, like, and people say, and people say, I understand you got to blame. The the me and the thought. I know we gotta blame them, but when a victim of child molestation only saw black faces molest them, then it's kind of hard for them to place the blame on somebody else that wasn't there. And, and and I see people trying to say that a lot. Now you gotta have justice. See what I mean? Like nobody nobody get away with their crime. Right. Nobody get away with their crime. We know who culpable, you know what I'm saying, but nobody get away with their crime. You can't commit the crime, you know what I'm saying, and then say, well, look, man, if it wasn't for the white man doing it, no, 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 no. listen, man, you 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 what? Oh, you old enough? You know better than that? Right. 
know better than that. You know what I'm saying? And you know you needed help. You know that that shit was an unnatural thought. So now since you, oh, then you got to, you got to get this punishment though right now, man. You got to get tapped. Don't worry, we get him later. We're going to tax your ass now. Exactly. Right. This is the thing. You got to catch him at the root. We got to catch our own shit. See, the white man, we're not going to turn the white man away from his homosexuality. We ain't going to be able to do nothing to him to make him stop acting like the fag that he is. Now, we got to straighten our shit out. We have to straighten our motherfucking shit out. Kick his off our, kick his culture out of our motherfucking culture. Create that's right. That's right. Than his. And you know what I'm saying? And we got to get our shit straight, though, because we cannot, we're not going to be able to recreate his culture. That's his shit. That's what the fuck he do. And that's where we keep ending up with a problem. We taking our fight to the motherfucking wrong place. Right. We should be fighting to make sure he keep his damn hands all hour. Let him go and screw all his little kids. That's fine. I don't give a damn. He can be put bastards to death. Uh, instance, I don't give a damn. Two months old, a week old, a day, I wouldn't give a damn. But leave ours alone. That's the whole mess. Exactly. I don't think you can talk Yo, they can't get raped. That's part of their culture. You can't, they can't get raped. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you exist among hunkers. And you know that now they've been raping a whole lot lately. These hunkers and been getting a slap on the wrist. No jail time. Six months from no. Some community service. They get to go somewhere to a local goddamn diner and wash dishes for about four hours a day for about two weeks. <laughs> After they rape the infant. <laughs> what did this tell you right there? You can just forget trying to turn to hunger and let him go and rape the little bastard. I hope they kill him when they rape him. It's not no. I wish they kill him. But see, when, when, you have, when you have black demons uh, regurgitating their behaviors in our communities is the problem. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that. They have certain people that they give passes just because they inspired them in place of their absent father, perhaps. I don't know. But right. we need to stop giving people a fucking pass. It's, I, don't, I don't give a fuck what color, rape, child molestation, pederast. I don't, I don't give a fuck. That shit is fucked up, fucking with the youth, raping anybody. Abuse. Right. Rape. You rape anybody. The thought that you even lust for them that goddamn much to want to rape the motherfuckers is a problem. So but we're not looking at that. We're just, oh, no, we don't care. And that's right. the problem. That's what we right. say. That's what we had a problem with. You know, uh, we went in on that on the, on, the, on the radio show one time a couple of weeks back because, you know, we started, we, we really started to see. Now, we just had the thing with uh, uh, Malachi Z. York. Well, well, we right. <laughs> Dr. Pork. You know, Dr. Pork, his son, Little Pork, Little Pork. Little Pork finds out, you know, they, they arrest Little Pork for beating on a child, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. the child, but it's like, you know, it comes to like father, like son, but we don't want I ain't going to get the son yet because the father has already been convicted, so I might as well stick right there. And what yeah. happens, a lot of that doctrine starts to seep back into the community through avenues that we call conscious community, you know, Star Diddy, run the city. Stop Diddy putting him up there, you know, so when, when Diddy in the conscious community, quote, unquote, the conscious community, 
which I am no part of, uh-huh. you know, on the conscious community, the so-called conscious community, what happens is this idea they started to sprinkle in that doctrine again, and people started to become re-enveloped in things that are yes. not biblical. You know what I'm saying? Yes. See, because beyond what he, what he did, nobody in the community disavows him. You know what I'm saying? Because can, you can stick with that space crazy information, and we can beat that up, but why not disavow this which has been found to be true? You know what I mean? They, and, and we run a, a lot of different games around the fact that we're dealing in a society that the Caucasian will set you up, will do many of things to tear you down. That's true. And I have a question. I have a, I have a question, and I, I really want you brothers to answer this question for me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this question has been... Okay, Larry King, for instance, the um, the black Republican that was caught up in the Franklin cover-up thing. Do you notice any similarities between him and the white York situation? Well, they died of money laundering, and they they dealt with the moving of them kids. Right. Right. So I, I, I'm like, hmm. I don't know, but we know, we know for facts, the white York did it because he pled guilty on camera. If you notice, Larry King, of course, I think he's out of prison now. But if you notice, I guess he had like a gag order or something. He ain't talked about it, ain't said nothing about it. It's like they got him. That was it. Nothing else said. What about, what about the other politicians that was doing it with him? Nothing. Work in D.C. right now. Larry King working in D.C. I can't remember exactly where he worked at, but I know he's working in Washington, D.C. right now. Really? Yeah, he's working down there in D.C., man. He's living right now. Like you said, he got that guy going there. He's setting the fuck up. He got him a good, cushy job, make about $200,000 a year. <laughs> wow. Just like that's just as worse as Laura Silsby getting convicted of smuggling 33 children from Haiti is now working for Amber Alert. Yeah. And, people wonder, and people wonder why they're not getting any Amber Alerts or any missing black children. <laughs> no. Right. One plus one is two. <laughs> no, I got This is where when, when Brother Don, while you're talking about the slap on the, you know, slap on the wrist. Ex-Penn State president convicted of covering up Sandusky sex abuse allegations. Mm-hmm. Former Penn State president Graham Spanier was convicted Friday of hushing up child sexual abuse allegations in 2001 against Jerry Sandusky. Wow. Jury Dang. found them guilty. Look, they found them guilty of one misdemeanor count of child endangerment over his hand. <laughs> complained against a retired assistant football coach, but acquitted him of conspiracy and a second child endangerment charge. He showed up wow. uh, after the verdict was read after 13 hours of deliberation. He could face up to five years in prison. His lawyer said he's going to appeal. Now, so his lawyer saying he's appealing, he's already out on bond, so that means he's not going to get sentenced to this shit at all right now. It might be another two, three years before the might be two years. I'll say two years, eighteen months, two years before the appeal come up. You know what I'm saying? He'll appeal that, cop out to something even lesser than that, you know what I mean? 
and they cap his shit at two years, and they give him goddamn six months probation. Your ass out of here, man. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the <laughs> so You know what I'm saying? And now they got two of the people who testified against Sandusky was raped definitely after 2001. Two of the other people, you know what I'm saying? After he had already known he was raping. Right. They done paid $90 million to settle claims by over 30 Sandusky accusers. In addition... They was fined $48 million, NCAA fined them, $48 million, and, and briefly erased more than 100 of Paterno's football victims for the record book. That's what, wow. that, uh, that's what killed that cracker. They erased 100 of these motherfucking victims. <laughs> <laughs> that cracker wow. died. That bitch died about a week after this motherfucking shit happened. Damn. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, damn, another prosecutor, let me see. Damn, Spaniel was convicted for all of them. True, because all of them get slaps on the wrist, and they're all, and their people and lawyers justify the sickness like it's something minimal. Oh, 20 minutes of pleasure, he shouldn't ruin his life. I mean, your son fucking raped somebody unconscious and got caught. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker got six months. He served no, yeah, he he served thirty days, was it, or three? He served three months for rape. Mm-hmm. A good rape. Kid. It's all connected. It's all connected. They're all connected because it's in there. That's the shit they do. So it's all connected. They're all gonna justify it. They're all gonna cover it up. That's right. Right. Says, says some sick shit. Um, jail shouldn't ruin his son's life. I want everybody to do this homework for me. I want y'all to find a conviction of a white man for raping a black woman in the United States. <laughs> right. We'll do that. Seriously, I, I want to know. Not for charges around the rape, not for kidnapping, not for none of no assault, none of that. Exactly. Uh, hey, you going two hours a night, right? Yeah, 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 family. So we running, we running up on that, we running up on that time, we running up on that time. Brother Bowman, I, I sent you that link uh, of the uh, the ex transgender brother. <laughs> that shit crazy. It's gonna fuck you up. I, I've seen his face already. You already messed me up. <laughs> Man. But listen, listen, fam, this is a wonderful show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we had a lot of different topics, man. Y'all got some insight on shit that go on all over the goddamn world. You know what I mean? From a brother who done seen it for his own, with his own motherfucking eyes to, to tell you the story of what they doing. Not, you know what I mean? So if it's happening in one place, remember, people act like the big dog. But the big dogs don't. If you see the little, if you see the little people engaging in it, best believe the people up on high, getting it on even harder. Exactly. Facts. So the savagery you you see amongst us ain't nothing compared to the savagery amongst the motherfucking high, the higher ups on on this quote unquote this social ladder that we live up under. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with yeah. that, I'm gonna let.
let my brother Dawah go ahead and close out, give everybody all this information, how they can catch up with them, and whatever have you. And you know what I mean? Then we're going to end out the show on that note. All right. Well, again, I appreciate you, bro. Dawah uh, Israel. You know, you hit me on Facebook under Dawah Israel, D A W A H Y I S R A L. And you hit me also on Facebook under Dawah Netter, that's D A W A N E T E R. And you hit me on YouTube as Dawah Israel, D A W A H again, Y I S R A E L. And my website, the Yah, is Real Hour. That's Y A H I S. R E A L H O U R dot com. You get my book there, and you get my music link and everything there as well. I am a musician as well. I forgot to say that, but I am. All right, brother yeah. Dawa. Um, check your inbox. Uh, I asked you to send me that link. Uh, we're connected on Facebook. I'm the one that's always going in on the homosexuals. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. I'll do that. I'll, I'll make sure I have that. Well, yeah, this is a nice bill, brothers. I really appreciate it. All right. We're trying to get our brother calls, man. We might go live. We might go live. We might go in on on Dr. Port tonight. We might go in. We might, we, yeah, we might have to go live a little bit later, man, because we got a lot, a lot of bullshit been happening, man. I see these niggas, y'all, you know, we're going to have to clean up. We're going to have to clean up the goddamn conscious community because a lot of our black people see this shit and they acting a fool out there. And so out there and all of us ain't connected to it but you connected to it if you got if you know what time it is your people automatically connect you to the conscious community when they see somebody carry that banner they connect you to it so now i mean we're gonna have to clean up things that make us look bad as a as a totality that's in every single goddamn uh facet and situation but with that being said we'd like to thank everybody for coming out tonight the feet on the ground
a Bibi Foyer, Ma Hotel, Black Power. Black Power. Good night, brother. Good night. Black Power. Good night.